For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. I'm Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host, and I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today we are going to talk about trial. We're not going to get into the details of trial, but we're going to talk about what to do now that your case has been set for trial. Okay. Um, because I'm going to warn you, there will be long lulls in the case now that the case is set for trial. Okay. So, there will be periods of, of rapid movement, and then there will be periods of nothing happening because things are already done and we're just waiting. Okay. So if you're expecting now that we've got a trial date, that things are going to be going boom, 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 like they were before, um, that's not the right expectation because it just doesn't work that way. Um, sometimes we've requested things and we're waiting for things back. Okay. It, it, or sometimes we get to a point where there's nothing more to do. Uh, on the case. We are fully ready for trial on it. And it's just a matter of doing a, a couple final tweaks here and there. And that's it. Um, but there will be lulls. Just know that. But also know that there are things that you're going to need to do. Um, there are things that we're still going need to need to do. So just know that there are other things that will still happen. Because depending on when your case was set for, um, it could be in the next few months, which is unlikely. Um, or um, it could be in a year from now. Um, we were on a, a Zoom court appearance this morning with the judge in a small county, and we didn't get a court date for 11 months from now. Um, that's a long time. And so it just depends on the jurisdiction. Um, it depends on the judge sometimes. If it's in the city of St. Louis, if your case is in the city of St. Louis, it's highly dependent on the rollover docket. And um, I can talk about rollover dockets in the city of St. Louis in another podcast, but um, it's it's highly dependent on when your case is um, is set and where it's set. Okay, so but just know um, there are other things going on. Um, some of those things are sometimes we're still doing an investigation. Um, sometimes we are still investigating the defendants and the witnesses that the defense counsel has disclosed to us, and that is ongoing. That will actually never stop. We will continuously be checking social media, um, checking criminal histories, um, things like that, where we are just following up on them. I had a jury trial one time where we we even monitor uh, social media during trial. And I, w I was about to stand up to cross-examine a witness. Um, she had just basically walked in from the, from the benches, was about to testify. And I looked on before I went to cross-examine her. She had posted something very, very um, bad for her case on social media. And so um, we were able to address that with her. So just at all times, be careful what you put on social media. So investigations ongoing. We'll also probably have witness depositions that we'll still need to do just because the case, just because the case is set for trial does not mean things are not still happening. So we'll probably still have depositions to do. 
I will still have expert depositions. It's very common for expert depositions. And I'm talking about um, engineers. I'm talking about any other types of liability experts. Uh, I am talking about medical experts, so doctors. Uh, I'm talking about vocational rehabilitation experts. I'm talking about any kind of, of, of expert, expert that might be used in the case. It's very common for those to be deposed in the months leading up to the last few months leading up to the trial. And there's a big reason for that. Those are a, a big expense for both parties. So defense and for plaintiffs. And if we typically don't get to those until closer to the trial, because sometimes we don't need them. Um, sometimes we do, and we want to wait. We don't want to do that at the very beginning because there's a chance that we may not need them. Uh, maybe the case is going to settle, or maybe the evidence comes out where we just don't need that particular expert. Okay. So th those typically don't happen until closer to the actual trial date. Both sides are still sometimes filing motions. So motions might be happening and those are not going to require your court appearance. Usually um, in rare circumstances they are, but motions are still ongoing uh, on both sides. And a lot of they usually has to do with discovery, um, wanting one party wanting to exclude things from evidence. Um, sometimes it's also about parties hiding evidence. So um, I, I think typically um, we we file most of those motions on the plaintiff side saying, and not necessarily saying that the defense counsel is hiding them, but maybe that they've overlooked them. Uh, and so we're, we're trying to clarify, hey, do you actually have these records? So that's something that does come up. And then also sometimes defense, defense counsel's filing motions to dismiss that we're going to have to respond to and then motions for summary judgment um, so that the, they're, they're trying to make it where you never see your day in court. All right. So we're facing that on a, on a daily basis. And so they're, they're, they will be filing in, in some cases, they'll be filing those motions. If it's an auto accident case, we don't typically see those uh, types of motions. If it's a, um, a, a fall case, you don't typically see those motions, um, but you do see those in a lot of medical malpractice cases uh, and, and 1983 cases. You see those uh, those there. Um, we're also a big part of this is preparing our exhibits for trial. That may seem like some very minor task in the grand scheme of things it is, but it's something that has to be done. Um, and some sometimes we have to pay people to pr prepare those for us. So let's say that we're using a video in trial. We usually hire video experts that can prepare those to, uh, for us. If we're using an accident reconstructionist, sometimes we'll do uh, pay a company to recreate what happened. Uh, we don't always need to do those, but sometimes those are helpful. So, so that sometimes happens. Well, we're also still getting records. So if you're still treating, we're still getting more and more records because every date of treatment that you get, we have to get those records and we have to supplement the, the, the file. So that's that, those are other things that we're doing. Um, and which, and I'll get to your, your, your continued treatment in a second. And then also both sides are still going through written discovery. Um, that never stops either. We're supplementing our discovery and they're, and, and we're requesting discovery. Both sides are doing that. Um, so let's talk about treatment because it can sometimes take some time to get your case to trial. That doesn't mean you should stop treating. If you are still injured or having ongoing pain, you need to go and get follow-ups. You need to go and get follow-up treatments. The reason for that is, let's say, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. So let's say that you are injured. Um, you treat for you know six to nine months, and then we're not able to reach a settlement, and so we have to file suit on the case. Then let's say it takes another year 
to go to trial. Uh, and at trial, you are making a claim that you have ongoing um, injuries and you've got pain and suffering. And we're at, so we're asking for basically future pain and suffering. If you haven't treated for the last year, the, the attorney is going to get up there and cross-examine you and say, well, you're still, Mrs. Jones, you're saying you're still injured, but you haven't gotten treatment in a year. Isn't that correct? And you're going to have to say yes. So um, it is very important that if you are still injured, then you need to get go to follow-up appointments. Um, otherwise, you it can be very damaging to your case. So you need to continue to get follow-ups so that we can use that as evidence in trial that you are still injured. Now, here's the other thing. If you're not injured anymore, I don't want you making up treatment. So don't do that. Um, I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. But if you are still having ongoing pain of any type or any limitations of any type, you need to get that's you need to be be checked out. Okay, so make sure you do get follow up visits on that. Even if, even if your doctor tells you there's nothing else I can do for you, um, a big part of this is documenting those injuries to show that they still exist. Okay, so that's important. Um, the next part, don't do anything stupid while this is going on, while we're waiting for trial. Um, and that can mean a variety of things, but just, just don't do dumb things. All right. Um, don't, don't commit any crimes. All right. Don't go out and get into trouble. That's going to bring the value of your case down. Um, that's going to come into evidence at trial and it's going to hurt you. Um, if you are saying you're injured, don't go out and do a bunch of physical activity online. Um, it, then, then it's going to make you look like a liar. Even if it's something, uh, for, uh, for example, I, I had a defense counsel tell me the other day, oh, well, your client went out and um, is doing yoga. She's posting about it online. It, now, to me, that seems okay, right? That seems okay. And the reason is, is that it's kind of like physical therapy. Yoga is sort of like physical therapy. So if you've ever done yoga, if you've ever done physical therapy, they can be very similar. Um, but if you're going online and posting these photographs of you doing all these funky positions in, in yoga and you're saying you're injured, that's not going to be beneficial to you. So make sure about, be careful about what you post on social media. And that's actually my next thing is social media. Don't post political comments on social media. Don't post um, things that are going to hurt your case on social media. Uh, remember, anything that you say and do can be used against you. Okay. And I, you may... You may love a president or hate a president, whoever it may be. You may be strong on one side or the other. You know, that's great. But and it's 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 a free country. You can post whatever you want, but just know that there are consequences sometimes to what you post. And if it's something that you do, and, and I'm and I'm what I'm talking about, part of this is 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 things that you say can be used against you and cross-examined against you. But another thing is, is let's say that by chance with social media, you've got a juror that is on your jury and they see your comments and they don't, they, they're on the other side of things, um, that could hurt you. And you, you're probably saying, well, you know, we'd be able to exclude them from the trial in a perfect world. Yes. Um, however, it's, it's not a perfect world and, and jurors do lie and we don't always know that. So why risk it? Okay. So if you can, while your case is going, keep your mouth shut. Okay. Um, I know that that's hard sometimes. I get that. But you've got a case in litigation set for trial. Don't do anything to screw it up. And if you don't like what I'm saying, I'm sorry, but this is just the reality. I've got to tell you the realities of what you're in right now. And you're, you've got a case set for trial. It's a battle. We're fighting the other side and they'll do everything they can to weaken your case. Okay. All right. 
the next thing that we'll be getting, we're going to be doing, and I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to be the last, the second before, uh, second to last thing I'm going to cover it's witness preparation. Um, there will be, while your case is pending, while you're setting it's set for trial and we're waiting, we're going to be doing witness prep, uh, prep <laughs> preparation with, uh, with any of our witnesses. That includes doctors. That includes actual any witnesses. So if you have any witnesses that you have not told us about, we need to know um, how to get in touch with them if you have any of that information. So make sure that you give us that information. But we'll also be meeting with you several times to go over your testimony because you're going to need to testify and you're going to need to be ready. Um, now, by this point, you've probably already had your deposition taken. Maybe you've not, and so you've not gone through our, our deposition training. Maybe you have. Um, we've implemented a new deposition training that's much more intense. So if you've not done that, we're going to put you through that. And so that's that's going to be part of it. Um, if you have already done it, we'll, we'll put you through a, a, a different variation of it um, so that you are fully prepared for your trial. All right. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to briefly talk about this because we're going to, I'm going to have an expert come on and talk about what to wear at trial. But um, just remember, you need to plan your wardrobe. Okay. So um, start planning your wardrobe now. Now, if you're going through a, a workout routine and you're losing a lot of weight, well, then you may want to wait to order anything uh, if, you're, if you do have to order anything. So keep things like that in mind. Just have that in your mind that you're going to have to look a certain way. And uh, one of those things includes um, if, for example, um, if you are a, a woman and you, are, you have an injured back and you, and you try to say that it's, it's hard for you to stand for long periods of time, it is not a smart idea to wear high heels into the courtroom. Okay. It's just not because um, I've seen it before where other attorneys uh, have told me about jurors coming back with not a great verdict for them. And one of the main reasons is, is, is that um, the women on the jury pointed out she's wearing high heels and she's saying that her back hurts and she can't stand for long periods. That doesn't make sense. Um, so you, you, there is a perception that you have to portray here. And so keep things like that in mind. All right. Um, if you are a, uh, the, the, if you're, if you're a man, um, it's not smart to wear, to wear um, boots into the courtroom. Um for the same reason. So if you, if you're trying to say that you are injured, your back's injured and you have problems standing for long periods of time, cowboy boots are not the greatest thing for your back. Okay. They're just not, I've got some cowboy boots and I can tell you, I know that they are not comfortable for your back. And so don't, don't wear cowboy boots into the courtroom and we'll get into some more tips into another, um, another episode, but I just want to make sure that you are aware of that. If you have any questions, give us a call 888-550-4026. You can check out our YouTube channel. We have lots of videos there. Um, feel free to reach out to us. You can submit through Anchor any of your questions, and we'll try to answer those on here as well. Don't worry. We will not use your name. All right, everybody. Thank you. Make it a great day out there. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, 
Ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.